morning truth. I want to tell you all this morning that you can absolutely disagree with someone and still love them. We have been duped into thinking that love is based on the total acceptance of someone's opinion, thought, action, and or reactions. And that is just not true. We will never completely agree with another person on everything. Not even our spouses or our best friend. Of the nearly 8 billion people in the world right now, there's not a single person like you. Not a single person that you would not have something that you don't agree with. That means there won't be anyone with your exact viewpoint on life, politics, money, relationships, and yes, even religion. You are uniquely you, and so is the person next to you, your neighbor, your mother, your son, and your daughter. Even though we're all different, we can still love one another. Why is it important to love people when we clearly don't see eye to eye with them? Plain and simple, because Jesus said so. He said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. When Jesus commanded us to love others, he didn't say that we had to agree with them first. So what does love look like? Love considers others first. Love looks for the best in others. Love shows respect. Love seeks unity. Love isn't selfish. Love offers the best. Love displays patience. In Romans 12, 9 through 19, the message translation reads, love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on to dear life for good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Don't burn out. Keep yourself fueled in a flame. Be alert, servants of the master. Cheerfully expect it. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians be inventive in hospitality. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with the quote-unquote nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting evil. Getting even. That is not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. The problem we have with disagreements is we tend to step into the position of judging. A position of which God has told us to stray from. Jesus commanded us in Matthew 7 and 1, Do not judge or you too will be judged. Now many people use this verse in an attempt to silence their critics, interpreting Jesus' meaning as, You don't have the right to tell me I'm wrong. Taken in isolation, Jesus' this command, do not judge, 
does indeed seem to prelude all negative assessments. However, there is much more to the passage than those three words. Christians are often accused of judging or having intolerant attitudes when they speak out against sin. But opposing sin is not wrong. John the Baptist incurred the temper of Herodias when he spoke out against her adultery with Herod. Matthew 6, 18-19 tells us, For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias, she eventually silenced John, but she could not silence the truth. Isaiah 40 and 8 tells us, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. Disagreeing with someone at some time concerning various things is inevitable. People want to take the grand stand of position and start to steer clear of anyone who does not maintain the same religious beliefs they do. Now, I'm not talking about making this person your confidant, your spouse. But you don't have to shut them out of your life because you disagree with their beliefs or even their lifestyle. If their lifestyle is not being forced on you or causing you any form of temptation or provoking you to compromise the word of God in your life. Then what is the problem? Disagreement just for the sake of disagreement does not call you to distance yourself. If we as believers start distancing ourselves from everyone who maintains a different belief than we do, then how effective can we be in evangelizing? How effective can we be to ministering to those lost souls? 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. In your hearts revere Christ as Lord. In your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you why you give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Gentleness and respect does not cause you to distance yourself or shun someone. The last part of that scripture is what we tend to forfeit in our disagreements. The gentleness and the respect. In closing, always keep the goal of evangelizing and saving souls for the kingdom. You can never bully or argue someone into the kingdom of God. 2 Timothy 2, 23-26 reads, Run away from childish indulgence. Run after mature righteousness, faith, love, peace. Joining those who are in honest and serious prayer before God. Refuse to get involved in innate discussions. They always end up in fights. God's servant must not be argumentative, but a gentle listener and a teacher who keeps cool, working firmly but patiently with those who refuse to obey. You never know how 
or when God might sober them up with a change of heart and a turning to truth, enabling them to escape the devil's trap where they are caught and held captive, forced to run his errands. Remember, when you start your day with truth, Blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable. Go on. 